Okay, okay, okay. I know, I know, I know. You've already seen um, one episode up for today. If you haven't, this is number two. Um, the episode on Paul is already uploaded. Uh, go listen to it. It's uh, is is the Apostle Paul of Roman citizen. Um, this one is. Um, this was just sitting on my mind. Okay, uh, as I was sitting here, I'm just sitting here at home, like flipping through YouTube videos and seeing different things pop up, and so I got to thinking, you know what? Would the listeners mind an extra? Uh, podcast exclusive today and I was like nah not when it's something that I know several of you either message me about or if you see me out in public you know you know that I study the end times a lot so people tend to ask me things right and they'll ask me things like uh, uh, like the one I did a while back on the devil you know um, what what does he look like? Things like that, you know. No, or they'll ask me, you know, what is the mark of the beast? Uh, or they'll ask me, is the mark of the beast a special number that'll be placed on people? You know. Um, so let's just look into it right now um, while I have this this specific thought on my mind. Um, If you've listened, uh, if you haven't already and you're just a follower of the podcast, I definitely want to tell you for uh, a more in-depth on what I do believe of the Mark of the Beast, go over and find my uh, series on Revelation and just watch it. I know that it's kind of, it might be kind of hard, especially with how new I still was at as far as ministering. Um but it's still a good series to watch and listen to. I had a lot, did a lot of research. I've I've been interested in the end times for since I was a teenager. But I explained that during that series. Um, but something that I always found odd. Um, and it's a it's it's a strange belief that people have in the world. And that is that the mark of the beast has something to do with that number 666. I have, if you don't know anything about me, I have worked retail. I've worked in fast food industry. And I have watched grown men and women refuse to take change at a store because the price, because their change was going to come back $6.66. I have seen people add a pack of gum or something silly that they did not even need so that they're not paying $6.66 for something. There are people who believe that the mark is a computer chip that has that number on it, 666. Then there are people who believe that it's going to be a tattoo of that number. That is put on to people. Then you have people who, who believe that it has something to do with their money. That somewhere on the money is that number 666 hidden in there. And, and, and they suffer from pareidolia where they see that number in the swirls and, the, and the, the patterns on the money. 
If you're one of those people, I want you to do me a favor right now. I want you to stop what you're doing. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. Hold it. Release. Because the Bible clearly tells you that the mark will be used to identify the people so that they can buy or sell during the end times. And it will be found inside of their hand or their forehead, not on it. Let's read together. Revelations chapter 13, verses 16 and 17. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, and that no man shall buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the number of the beast or the number of his name. Did you see that? It said in, not on. Now, I'm going to offer you another one. We have those who believe that it's a computer chip into the skin. We're going to look at, you know, we also have those that believe that it's the, like we, like I said before, that, that tattoo. Um, but what we do know is that it's a mark, right? And that it's going to be in the hand or in the forehead. But let's just put those beliefs aside right now. And let's 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 use a tool, the best tool to interpret something. What would that be? What if you what what better tool could we use to interpret the Bible other than the Bible? What would be a better tool than the Bible? When we look at the Bible, and we, we flip through it and we read it as a whole, quite frequently we will see that the words hand and forehead are used symbolically. And they're quite often used to symbolize our actions, our choices, thoughts if you prefer. Because it is them that we use to carry out those actions. Right? So... Take a look with me at Exodus chapter 13, verse 9. We read, And it shall be for a sign unto thee upon thine hand, and for a memorial between thine eyes, that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth. For with the strong hand hath the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. Now, let's also look at Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 8 what do we read there and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine forehead and thy shall and they shall be as four frontlets between thine eyes now the jews took that quite literally and that's why they wore that plaque that plaque in front of their faces all the time now let's continue let's look at deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 18 Therefore shall ye lay up these words in thy heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, 
that they must be as frontlets between your eyes. Again, they, they took that literally and they, they wore the, the Bible, the Torah basically, in front of their faces all the time. You see, the mark is something that will show people that the person who, who that they see um, fears and, and also follows Satan. You see, their choices, their actions, everything they do shows that they are in agreement with the beliefs of Satan. And, and that they will do what he commands them to do. Just think about that. If the beast has a mark that tells people that this person does obeys him, that they, that they do what he says, well, wouldn't God also have one that tells that this person that someone also is a follower of his? He does. He does. In Revelations, we see that the ones who choose God, who, who follow God, who have faith in Christ, that they're doing his will. Revelations chapter 12, verse 17. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Well, there's more, more verses of that too. Take a look. Revelations chapter 14, verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here, they, here are they that keep the commandments of God and have faith in Jesus. Alright, then we see Revelations chapter 22, verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So, Again, here's another thing that people ask me a lot. Because I am, a, as you know, if you've been following me long enough, you know that I'm a deliverance minister. People tend to ask me, why is Satan so hell-bent on destroying a human who is a true Christian? Now, the reason that, 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 that I can think of, and, and the Bible Bible backs that up a little bit is this if the person turns and follows Satan they are allowing Satan to be like God even if it's just for a short time you're allowing Satan to carry out his plans let's take a look Luke chapter 10 verse 18 we read, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. This tells us, right, that, that Satan's first attempt to get what he wanted failed. And, so, and, and his next attempt will also fail. And this one is coming up soon. Take a look. Revelations chapter 12, verses 7, 8, and 9. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels. 
and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. But you see, when we read on, right, we see that after he's cast to earth permanently, he's allowed to do whatever he wants. Well, almost whatever he wants. Revelations chapter 12, verses 10, 11, and 12. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they became, I mean, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a what? Short time. So what can we gather? The mark will. The mark is something that's going to make it clear that this person has accepted or rejected what Satan says, and they and they believe that it's either you know that it's that it's good when it's actually evil. The devil will use it to fulfill what he wants. And what is what does he want? He wants to be worshipped. Like he is God. He wants to be the God of humanity. Let's take a look. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of congregation and the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Then read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 4. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. You see, he will need to know who follows him. That's what. That's why. So he, he makes this mark. So 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 what about the people who are against him? Well, he's going to hunt them down and kill them. Revelations chapter thirteen verses fourteen to seventeen. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image of the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause 
that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So all those people who are left, all these people who were not martyred, all of them are going to worship him as God. Now, I know a whole bunch of you asked the question right at the start as soon as I said it. So I'm going to try to answer that one for you. <laughs> Why won't it be the number 666? Why do I say that? There are several reasons I say that. There are several reasons I say that it's not a literal number. I'm going to start with the most obvious one. Look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> the reason I say that, the reason I say that it's not a number is simple. Too many people think that it is. Even people who are not Christian. There are rock stars who use the fact that it's supposed to be this great number 666. They plaster it all over their albums. They sing it. There are movies with it. All these things. But you see... Why did Satan use the snake in the garden? Because Satan is subtle. He's not going to advertise it. Take a look. Revelations chapter 20 verse 3. And cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. How can you deceive someone if they expect it? Anyone who is alive at the end times is most likely going to know that number 666, and they will avoid it. They will still be damned because they're disobedient, because they're unwilling to repent. We see that in Revelations chapter 9, verse 6, don't we? And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And then we know a few verses later, we see in verses 20 to 21, and the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornications, nor of their thefts. Did you notice what it says? The works of their hands. Okay, read on. Revelations chapter 16, verse 9. 
and men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of the Lord, of God which hath power over these plagues and they repented not to give him glory then we see just a couple of verses later verse 11 and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their plans and their sores and repented not of their deeds. So I think that even though there will be a physical mark, right? I think that the true mark of the beast is having a heart that refuses to submit to God. And also the actions that go along with that refusal. We choose to obey what God wants. And if we do, we will be rewarded with eternal life. I pray that the Lord will help you to make the right decision. To help you avoid the wrath in that fearful day of the Lord. We are getting so close. I point out signs to you as soon as I see them. But let's today close out this special edition of uh, the Sermons in the Park podcast exclusive with some verses. Joel chapter 2 verse 11. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for he is strong that executeth his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide in it? Joel chapter 2 verse 31 The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Malachi chapter 4 verse 5 Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 2 For yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord shall so cometh as a thief in the night. A thief in the night. You don't expect the thief in the night. But he comes anyway. You don't know when he's coming. You just know he's going to show up. So, with that I'm going to close this special edition out. I pray the Lord continues to bless you and keep you, and I hope to see you all here tomorrow night, or Sunday, or yeah, Sunday for all these sermons in the park. God bless you.